Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam from Atmosphere Productions. And this is Kia from Engaged Connecticut. And Astro Occasions. You can just keep going. Stop, 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 <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. I do actually have a Wedding Tip Wednesday. You didn't have to remind me this time. I heard something happens like as a miracle. <laughs> Be Engaged and Inspired Wedding Tip Wednesday is available on the Be Engaged and Inspired Facebook group page. Join us there every Wednesday for a Wedding Tip Wednesday. And this... Wedding Tip Wednesday is don't have just one particular type of music at your wedding reception. For instance, don't just have a swing band play or a five band. play five hours of <laughs> the same type of music. Have a variety. You've invited different guests, different types of guests to your wedding. Different age groups. Different age groups, and they are probably expecting to hear a little bit of their type of music. Just a little bit of everything. Yeah. So don't have an old techno wedding and invite I mean, me to I come along. I guess you could. If, I wouldn't do like, it. Like you and your ten friends are the only ones. Going. <laughs> or an old rap wedding. Yes. I wouldn't do that. Or an old country wedding. I wouldn't no, do that either. There are people who don't like country music. So your wedding tip Wednesday is have a variety of music yes. at your wedding reception. And have a little bit of diversity. It's always good for you. So speaking of diversity and D's, because we're gonna do the DEFs of weddings. Do you do you see this, ladies and gentlemen? This stuff is all planned out ahead of time that we segue from one into another smoothly. <laughs> Except that they can't see us, they're listening to us. But besides <laughs> that, one minor point. So we have this ongoing trend, I guess, to sort of go through wedding terminology. Yeah, the ABCs of wedding terminology. This is the DEFs. And this is the DEFs. Yes. So a day of coordinator, I guess I'll start there. Yes. Uh, first of all, a day of coordinator is not really a thing. We work with a couple sometimes just as long as we work with a couple that we're planning a full wedding. We don't just arrive that day and say, this looks good. Let's see if we can do this. No, you don't. No. <laughs> we check in with your vendors. Um, but it does mean that we probably are, we don't attend every single florist meeting. We don't go cake tasting. You know, we, we may review some of your contracts. You may also come to us after you've done a great deal of planning and then the realization of how will you make sure everybody does what you want them to do and what they've agreed to do while you're having your hair and makeup or getting ready in some other location, you need someone to be there. Okay. So that's what we are. It's somebody that on the day is going to corral everything to make sure that it moves in the right direction. In theory, that is what we do every that, single weekend. It's not in theory. So I've seen you do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really meant so that we're sort of your voice and your vision. And even if the place has an on-site coordinator, we're working with them. We're working with the DJ. We're working with all the vendors. Yeah. But we're there to make sure that she said to never play the chicken dance. Oh. Even though that you wouldn't do it if she said not to. But it <laughs> doesn't matter. Any other D words? Destination weddings. I love destination weddings. I like them too. I wish everybody could send me on a destination wedding. <laughs> well, one of the things to think about is when you're having a destination wedding, it's typically um, not where you're from. 
Yeah, it's got to be somewhere where you're not from. Yes. To be and a it could, you know, having that we live in New England, it could be that you could be getting married in May, uh, Maine, and that's still a destination wedding. Absolutely. It's just that you're sort of not in the facility or near the facility that you're going to be getting married. And a lot of people are traveling into it. Obviously, islandy weddings, destination ones, are a little bit more fun for everybody. Yeah. Um, Jamaica. Jamaica. But if you're a mountain person, you might really want to go to, you know, Colorado or Aspen or wherever. I, I had a family member that went to Colorado yeah. to get married because they liked it out there. Just realize that um, you may not have as many guests comes depending Absolutely. on where you're going. But there's great services to help you figure out what's the best thing. But if you're going to an island, you may be limited on what you can have because yep. it's an island. Yep, And you will pay extra yes. for having certain events at a destination uh, wedding. Uh, you could. I, I did. Well, I know because the destination wedding I did in Jamaica, they had to pay extra to hire the equipment because you can't bring your speakers and stuff down. Uh, you could have fitted over <laughs> in that overhead compartment if you had actually just tried, Sam. If I had tried. So the bride and groom had to pay extra to hire a sound company to come in and actually have the music uh, powered through the speaker. So little things like that are a little bit more expensive, but it is a great way to have a wedding in another location that all your guests can come and enjoy. And you don't just spend the one or two days there, you spend the whole week. Oh, that's true. And as a vendor, when I go on destination weddings, we usually arrive either... At the same time as the bride and groom, sometimes they'll send us a day in advance um, to just to make sure that, you know, everything's there. Yep. And then when they get off the plane, we can tell them everything's good. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> that's, that's sort of the plan. Now we're on to ease. Okay. What do we got? Elephants? A, a, <laughs> engagement photos. Actually, that sort of is like the elephant in the room. That is. And here's my reasoning is. why. is because if you don't do engagement photos, you may not know what poses you do and do not like. Uh So sometimes couples think like, ah, I don't need engagement photos. I don't want to spend the money. We just don't want to do it. But when you're working with your photographer and if you do those and then you get those photos back, you may find that you, you know, are very sweet looking at each other, but you're not very good with like the whole high school-y prom, like one standing in front of the other person type of look. So I think they're important Uh because I think they make wedding day go smoother. Because you already know what you do and do yeah. not like. It's a precursor to the wedding pictures. You're kind mm-hmm. of setting it up. And now, does the photographer have some insight into that on what works better for engagement pictures? I think it's a great way for you to get to know your photographer. Um, it's a great way for you as the couple to get to know your photographer, too. Because, um, okay. yep. you know, you've been hiring them. You hired them off of their style. Right. But now this is how you're actually, like, working. Does every photographer include engagement pictures? Some do not, but I, like yeah. I said, really do think that you should because I do think it makes just a big difference and I think it makes your day go smoother. Yep. I agree with you to that too. Yep. Yeah. I, we had, when I got married um, two centuries ago, uh, we had uh, a, an engagement shoot. I guess that's what they called it. Then. Yes. Uh, I think you can still call it that. They still do? Uh, at the beach. Oh, and, yeah. And we had... Uh, but this was in February, though. We went, and we, we faked it to look like it was a, a summer day. So we had shorts on. I don't think we had shorts. I think we had short sleeves on. And we looked kind of GQ. The fact that this woman is still married to you. It is a and, miracle. Or that she agreed to marry you <laughs> after all the stories that you've shared. But uh, she's a very lovely woman. Especially the engagement. The, yeah. The, the, yeah. So, yeah. You have to listen back to hear yeah, about you have, that one. You have to hear about that one. Listen back to another episode. But anyway, back to engagement photos. No, I think you should just do them. So do you know what an escort card is? 
Is that something to do with what you see in the back of magazines that you have to call this special number and a lady comes? This is why I can't believe someone's married to you. (laughs) Nope. An escort card is what like sort of, I guess, escorts you to where you'll be seated. It's like a seating chart. It's a... So why don't they call it a seating card? Uh, Some people do, but it is the old traditional version because it used to really be like it was meant to be the card that like escorted you know now we have signs that people put up some people paint the words all onto windows um there's many different ways all i care about is that you should do it so it's the little card does it have your little meal choice on the back it can little little dot or a little little sticker or a stamp it could do something like that i know what it is now um it can also it can you know it can sometimes you can even like have it behind it say like thank you which is a really nice way Ah. if you're giving um donations instead of giving favors it's a great place to print it and they're not always cards I've had them be wine glasses. Um, I've had them be uh, keys and bottle openers. And some people will yep. do the trinket that way. So you're picking up something that has your name on it and gotcha. tells you where to go. I had a uh, pharmacist that had the... The, <laughs> the little brown container, like the yeah, medicine cabinet. the sample yep. thing. Yeah, I thought that was really great. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> One of the ideas that I've seen fail horribly is they had names put onto little votive candles. Uh, those suckers get hot. Oh, and no. you couldn't carry them to your location. So the candles were lit. Candles were lit. And that was your escort card. Yeah, it was your escort card because it was sort of meant to put candles onto yeah. the table. Oh, that's not a good idea. No, it gets hot. I didn't plan that one. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> just, just wanted to say. Okay, what's your next word for me? The next one is the escort card display. Well, that's so, like what I said. It's like a, it's like a big oh. board that just basically says this is where you go. Uh, You're not actually getting the card. You're getting the display so you have to find your own name also please always put them into alphabetical order not into table order your guests do not know that they're at like table 12 and it'll slow it down and they'll be there forever trying to figure out where it is you see so it's a good idea i did bring that up i guess that's yes yes and my gonna say this just do not wing it do not have free-for-all seating please please brides no Couples, that's anybody a in love? No, no. It it just causes a mess. There'll be that one table who doesn't have anybody, and they take all the chairs. It's just ooh, no. And then that table is left with one couple or two or two with nobody else, mm-hmm. and the chairs are all gone. Chairs are all gone. It's awkward. Yep. It's an uncomfortable feeling. People like to know where to go, and so just do that for them, and yep. it'll save yourself. I know that it's a lot of work. But it'll also just mentally be so much easier and your day will be so much smoother. And then F is for favor. (laughs) F can be for a lot of things. (laughs) So a favor, like we said, you could attach it to your escort card. It could be a little baggie of Jordan almonds if people still give those out. So the favor is a gift. It's a gift. The bride and groom give to the guests yeah. for coming but it's it's really just a little like incidental trinket. thing it could a be trinket. like a pack of matches it yeah. could be whatever for a um, fire starter yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously i think favors that are edible or drinkable are significantly better okay. um i also don't know how to break this to people but spending lots of money on ribbon that says your names uh, it's or a waste like of money waste of money or totally. weird things i love having one glass from jason and derek's wedding that like doesn't match a single other glass in my house. That's I guess hilarious. when I get desperate, I'll drink from it. But I, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, it's one of those things that you feel bad because if it's not something that like you're gonna get like a pair of. So what you're saying is you don't collect glasses from weddings. I try not. To. <laughs> I think the most thing I come home with is matches. Yeah. I come home with like I have, I have matches. Every time I start a fire in the winter time, I'm reminded of a beautiful, lovely winter day. 
Yeah, of, uh, and of the couple that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I try to give them back too, and like hand them. You know, a lot of times favors get left. So this is why I'm going to say if you're going to do something, maybe one of the best ways you can do a favor and by doing a favor to yourself yes. is probably maybe upgrade for like a cookie bar on the way out or yeah. something that you wanted that like that they can take with them and they're going to, you know, I've seen people give popcorn. And I've also seen donations instead of mm-hmm. a gift and you donate to uh, cancer or uh, charity, pet dogs yeah. left homeless or whatever. I've had couples who have donated to many different charities too, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. Yeah. They had like a whole wall of the different ones that they were yep. donating to. Yep. That's a much more useful thing to do and it also doesn't stress you out by trying to figure out what favors mm-hmm. to get. So if you yep. want stress-free... Do a donation. Plus, it does some good. First look. I like a first look. I love me some first look. I know. So if you're wondering what the hell a first look is, <laughs> it is an opportunity for whoever is getting married to see each other prior to the wedding. Now, for some couples, this is like an absolute never going to happen. We're getting married in the most traditional way, and it's considered bad luck. There's lots of couples who have had first looks, and it has not been bad luck. And this is a relatively new thing within the last... 10 or 15 years, I would say. Okay, then that's basically a little less than how long I've been doing this. But yeah, <laughs> it is, so it's been, in, it's been in my life for a very long time. But it is an opportunity for you to get some of these, you know, maybe family photos out of the way too. Yeah. Um, also get some of like your, your wedding party photos out of the way, which means that after you're married, you have an opportunity to maybe now go like get some actual really nice private moments for you that now that your husband and wife or husband and husband, wife and wife, whatever it is. Or join in the cocktail hour. Yes. Which is great. everybody likes food that's tiny and gets served <laughs> to you on trays. And especially since you paid for it, mm-hmm. you might want to enjoy it. So the first look, it actually does speed up that time. It does. That you would take a group or family and pictures. And sometimes it makes sense. If you're in a place that's all in one, you know, it may help, you know, alleviate everybody watching you having all these things and wrangling everybody. I find it to be a really sweet moment that should be done. But it doesn't have to be done. Absolutely. Don't feel as if you have to do it just because everybody else is doing it. It has to fit you as the couple, whether it works for you or not. Any more Fs? Yes. I'm trying to decide which F to do. Uh, No, not that one. I wanted to know, what's a flower wall? Just a wall of flowers. It's literally like a freestanding wall that's covered with flowers. Why? So it can be a really pretty backdrop and it could become an altar. It could be behind a cake. It could be behind you where you're being seated. It could be by the bar. But why? I am I have a wedding coming up that we're going to have a floating one. It's going to be a two-sided flower wall. And the whole reason for it is because we're walking into a very grand room and we wanted instead of sort of you're walking into a big massive empty space not necessarily empty space but it's going to be a walk before you get to where your tables are um mm-hmm. we wanted to have something like when the doors open that there was something big and beautiful right, right in there front of and they're going to sort of after dinner they're going to set it up to be a um photo booth backdrop okay so see that, that has a purpose but it does. typically a flower it, wall is just a wall of flowers Yes, but it's meant to be there to take photos and be pretty. It does have a purpose. Everything has a purpose. All right. I'm I'm going to move along that one because that's one of those things that I don't understand. This comes from a person who proposed (laughs) to his wife in a bathroom. (laughs) Uh, You have to go back to that episode to find out about that. And the final one is fondant. Fondant. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's the thing that makes your cake look like really pretty and smooth. It and can look shiny. shiny. It can be shiny. It can also be matte. For some people, they think it tastes like ass. And for some people, they think it tastes great. There's ones that taste more like marshmallow. There's ones that taste like plastic. It really depends. Um, I would say when you're going for your cake sampling, like sample both of them. You might end up with a buttercream yep. or cream cheese. Yep. But you're never going to get as smooth as as you're going to get with fondant. Okay, so the, the fondant then it literally smooths out imperfections on the cake, or does it just make it that light, like a, like a little skating rink, smooth and... Well, I mean, I think it does get rid of some of the imperfections. Um, it just looks smooth, yes. neat, like from a distance. Like right. It does not look like somebody... I mean, it is handmade, but it does not right. look like somebody sat there with a piping bag like gotcha. doing every single labor. But I like that. I well, like... that's an old style way of doing it. Right, true. That's my polite way of calling you old. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm sure that we'll talk about these topics again or these terminologies again, and uh, we'll be right back. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. Live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booth. When your wedding entertainment has to have the amazing music be fun, organized, and unforgettable, your choice has to be Atmosphere Production. Experience the difference. www atmosphere-productions.com that's www.atmosphere-productions.com DJs, live musicians, custom lighting and photo booths Atmosphere Productions Thank you for making Barabalt Jewelers your wedding jewelry destination. From your engagement to wedding day, we've got you covered with engagement rings, wedding bands, and wedding party gift ideas. We welcome you to make an appointment and visit our styling lounge in our store. Barabalt Jewelers in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook or at BarabaltJewelers.com. Hi, this is Marty Q, and I always listen to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast, available free on iTunes or Google Podcast. You should listen in too. Engage Connecticut offers couples the opportunity to work with experienced wedding planners, one-of-a-kind wedding venues, along with design and wedding rentals. We plan real weddings for real couples. Located in West Hartford, serving all of New England, look for us on Facebook and Instagram under EngageCT and at www.engagedct.com. Julie Allen Bridles is celebrating 50 years in business. Located at 154 South Main Street in Newtown, you can check out our selection of over 300 bridal gowns, as well as our great selection of moms and bridesmaids. Make your appointment online at julieallenbridles.com. Some knowledge belongs to us and us alone. The way our girlfriends walk, talk, touch their hair. Details that only a sister can know about her girls. But what about our other girls? The ones we carry with us every day. Our bond with our sister girls gives life. But knowing your breasts can save it. Go to knowyourgirls.org for the facts you need on breast health. Brought to you by Susan G. Coleman and the Ad Council. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome back to Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. This is DJ Sam with Kia. And guess what? We are going to do my favorite segment of all time. <laughs> and we have a guest, don't we? We have a guest. We have Lauren Morehouse from Julie Allen Bridals here. Hi. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me today. So Hi. when we get to see our favorite vendors, we like to ask that you share some of your mishap stories. Oh my God, I have so many of them. But before we start with mishaps, <laughs> I would love you to share, just because you happen to be driving by, what's one of the trends you're seeing right now for 
anything wedding dress wise. We have a lot of awesome trends going on right now for wedding gowns. One of my favorites is that a lot of girls are going back to beautiful, clean, classic lines, very New England, a lot of just simple Mikado dresses or simple crepe dresses with minimal beading on it. I think that that is just a look that is timeless. It will last 50 years in the future, you can look back at your photos and say, that was a gorgeous yeah. dress. Those are my favorite kind of dresses to look at. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. good. So, of course, sometimes there's things that go wrong. Mm-hmm. I know as a wedding planner, I've had to fix a few bustles because mm-hmm. they've snapped or someone has stepped on it. Um, I've also seen a bridesmaid once try to fix it with safety pins and then stab herself and then <laughs> got blood onto it. So that was always fun. I've seen things been spilled. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you've seen or had a few crazy interactions with the wedding dresses and bridesmaids, correct? Yes. And actually, for future reference for you, if you ever get blood on fabric, spit onto a towel and your own spit takes blood out of fabric. No way. Yeah. I'm going to have to explain that to a few brides, <laughs> but okay. But that's that's true, true fact there. So what's something that you've seen go wrong? You know, recently, this, this story, I felt so bad for this girl. We had a girl come in on a Saturday beginning a last month and she came in she was desperate she said i just came from my fitting at another another seamstress and the store that sold me my wedding dress doesn't offer alterations they made all these promises to her about things that could be done in alterations oh no and then when she went to the seamstress those were not things that could be done there was nothing to hold the dress onto her body and the dress kept falling down and sliding down and she was uncomfortable and she was very thin and the dress was very heavy it just wasn't working for her so she came in she's like i need a new dress i have three weeks until the wedding what can we do oh my god and at this point my adrenaline is like going because i'm like all right let's just dive into this let's find you a dress we've got like three weeks to do this so i go in the back i find her something perfect for her very first dress i actually pulled out for it had enough support to hold her on the top enough on the back but it still had the fit in the bottom on the original dress that she liked so she was really getting the best of both she was getting more comfort and more fit so um, i logged onto the online portal saw that they had one in stock in her size it was perfect oh my god so i went and i ordered it it shipped out on Monday. I had it in the store by Friday. She started her alterations that Saturday. And then she did her next fitting a couple days later. And she just got married last weekend. And it was perfect. Oh, that's oh. awesome. What well, a great that, story. That's a great save. Yeah, too. so it had, it had a great ending to it, which was awesome. But a lot of the times, some of these stores that don't do alterations will just be like, yeah, this can be done. And this can be done. And the thing is, they can't be done. So you really need to be realistic about what you're shopping for. I know sometimes you see the dresses that are strapless and super, super low back. And the thing is, you got to have something to hold the dress onto your body. The dress has to somehow be supported by you. So you really need to have realistic expectations. Right, but the tip should be then is don't buy a dress from a a place, a vendor, that can't do the alterations. That would be a suggestion, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because they know what you're doing too. And you guys, because you work with your alterations, you've at least been able to walk into the back and know this is not working. So you have a better understanding of a dress. And you're all obviously very knowledgeable on what you do. And some of, I would say, um, I know that I've walked into a very well-known, big, huge chain because I had a bride who was convinced she was just going to buy something during a special $99 sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and that dress, you know, first of all, those dresses were a mess. And the person who was selling it had probably started two, two or three ago. weeks. Yeah, or, <laughs> I mean, it might have been two weeks. Okay. I mean, she was able to get it together. But that can end in a horrible disaster because it's you know, like you said, they don't know what they're actually working with. 
Exactly. Definitely working with a professional and having someone that has experience is the best way to go about making sure that you are having a good experience for finding your dress, that your dress is going to fit you properly, and that you avoid any of these super dramatic mishaps. I remember a few years ago, um, a different big chain went under and your mom helped people find dresses that they weren't able to pick up because they closed all the stores down. Yeah, that was they, crazy. Their alterations person helped alter people's dresses that had just gotten them but weren't able to now actually get things fixed. And that sometimes can happen because nobody had any warning that that big box store was going nope, out. Nobody knew what was happening until the day that that happened. But yeah, we were able to really save some girls' weddings. We were able to find them the dresses at other bridal shops that happened to carry the same designer. And we were able to get the dresses in for them so that that way they didn't lose their dress, which oh, was really great. That was really great. Yeah, so... That would have been a huge mishap not to have your dress. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a scary thing that can happen. And I think one of the great things about Julie Allen Bridals is the fact that you guys are about to be in business for 50 years mm-hmm. and i think that says a lot absolutely that's like sam has been djing for how many years 50 years no no <laughs> <laughs> but obviously like i think we said once we have like 60, 60 years 65, of 65 65 years of combined wedding knowledge and then if we add in lauren <laughs> god knows what that number is going to be those are things that people don't think about so what's something else that's happened once with a dress well probably the most common thing i hear at the store when working with a bride is I'm going to lose weight and I'm just like, you know, let's just order the size that fits you now because sometimes you don't know where you're going to lose the weight from. And a lot- I always lose weight in my uh, wrist for some reason first yeah. or anywhere else. So my watch all of a sudden starts sliding off. I just see sometimes these girls, they lose their hips and their thighs, but they're not going to have the boobs change. Those aren't going to go anywhere, uh, especially for the larger chested girls. So I always recommend ordering the size that actually fits. We have had instances where the girls don't listen and we have <laughs> to, we really have to work around it. Um, if a dress comes in and it's too tight, we can usually add fabric in and kind of save it there. But you really have to trust the stores when you're ordering the size. Sizing runs so different with bridal. The size is usually That's about so crazy. one or two sizes larger than what you're used to wearing. Because so if you wear a size 10 in real life, yep, you have to... Get 14. A 14, which I think is just mean to do it. It should be the other way around. I but. know, I know. But <laughs> so the thing is, vanity sizing is what it's called, is what we wear uh, now. Yes. So in general, women over the past 30, 40 years have gotten larger. Mm-hmm. People work out more. They eat more. They eat different things. People aren't as thin as they used to be when you look back at pictures of the 60s sure. and 70s. So the sizing is based off of sizing that is smaller because the patterns haven't changed in terms of what to measure people by. Mm -hmm. But women in general have Have changed. changed. Exactly. So what we wear now is called vanity sizing versus what you'll order for a wedding gown, which is just a standard sizing. A lot of manufacturers are working on adjusting it so that the vanity sizing is a little bit more normal. Kind. Yeah, kind. <laughs> so you don't have to yeah. you don't have to worry about the sizing as much. But that's still something I just tell the girls, don't even look at the number of the dress we're ordering. We always have to order off the largest measurement too. So if a girl is buying a fitted dress and it's fuller through the hips, then we definitely need to make sure we're accommodating that hip measurement. Hmm. Um, I once had a bridesmaid at a wedding at the inn at mount pleasant who had purchased her bridesmaid's dress i believe online 
and didn't have time to have it altered. So it was a lot longer than she anticipated. Uh-huh. And at some point during the wedding, she went over to uh, Maggie, who's one of the owners of the Inn at Mount Pleasant, and handed her scissors and said, can you just cut <laughs> the bottom part of my dress off? Really? So she stood on a chair and she spun around in a circle and she just cut, you know, maybe like an inch or two off. By that point in time, the bottom of the dress was wet because we'd been outside and everything else. So it really didn't matter. It and it still looked anyway. okay. Yeah. But it was just one of those things where... You just never know. That was no, a- no you don't. Uh, another common mishap that we sometimes encounter are bridesmaids that happen to get pregnant after buying their dress. <laughs> no, that never happens. No, never. And you know, it's great for us when the bridesmaid calls us immediately and says, here's my situation. But we have had times where the dress has come in, the girls have come in to start their fittings, and they're like seven months pregnant. Mm-hmm. And we just look at them like, you didn't call us. Yeah. You didn't want to follow up with this because you were also were here maybe three or four months ago <laughs> yeah. and you could have given us a heads up. Yeah, because sometimes these girls, they just they don't think about it. They don't think about the fact that their bodies are changing so much. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time we have to order extra fabric and accommodate for that, put the gussets in to accommodate pregnant bridesmaids. So we always say at the bridal parties, if anyone's going to become <laughs> pregnant, if everyone's trying, just let us know. Or if it happens by accident. Yeah, call us, let us know, fill us in on the situation so that we can avoid these kind of mishaps that can occur. there be a lot of confessing in the middle of a fitting, <laughs> fitting room and maybe a few surprises for a few people. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously we love the fact that you were willing to come in today and just give us a few you know, things that have gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Obviously we try to avoid it since we're all professionals. We all know what we're doing most of the time and that's the key thing is that uh, on being engaged and inspired podcast we always say listen to your professional mm-hmm. because that's why you hired them and this is a classic example of why you should listen to your professional bridal shop owner yes absolutely and remember obviously when you're working with a professional we're not hobbyists we do this for a living so we do really know our craft and obviously you know your craft because you have been working there at julian bridals for how long Oh gosh, I don't know how long I've been there. I've been there since I was born, pretty much. <laughs> well, some child labor laws might need to be brought up with your mom, but that's okay. Legally, I've been there at least 17 years. <laughs> you definitely know how to do what you need to do. People can find you online at julieallenbridles.com. Mm-hmm. And what are your social media places? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Julie Allen Bridles. We make it really easy to find us. Good. And Sam, do you have any parting words before we go? Let me think. Get our eight questions you must ask a wedding professional before booking them. Yes, it's a special free report located on our website, all the w's.atmosphere-productions.com. Wait for the pull-down menu, click the button, fill in your email address, and we send it to you free. Learn to shop like a pro from a pro. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can download our podcast for free off of iTunes and Google Play. You can also find them on our website at engagect.com. If you have any questions, always feel free free to send us an email we look forward to having you listen next week the engaged and inspired podcast is copyright and produced by atmosphere productions in association with engage connecticut